What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you and my co-host, Anaya Bogue. We are hanging out. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Great to be here. Uh, I'll first start it out with Anaya. If I can't find my readers, I can't see anything. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse and worse, doesn't it? How many times before we started this show did I have to look I, for the it, readers? Yes. We would have started probably 15 minutes ago had you been able to find them. In what did you tell me I need to do? Um, have extra pairs? Have of- extra. That's what my parents do. They just have like, I don't know, 20 pairs between them that they just lay, lay strewn all over the house at any given time. They have some at their fingertips. I don't know when it happened. I remember it was in my 40s. It was early 40s. Like That's when it happens, 42, yes. 42, 43. There's an actual physiological change in the way that our, um, like the muscles around our eyes or there's something that actually changes. So but For the younger parents, I'll just describe it to you guys because I know I run into you all the time. Oh, I don't need readers. I'm like, let me guess, 35? You're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Give it five years. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember I remember the moment that it I finally surrendered, like took out mm-hmm. the white flag I that I needed you. the readers. Because it's was... so much easier. Aren't you just like, oh, this is so much easier when I have these on? I don't know if it's that much easier because I am always looking for them. They're, they're, <laughs> they are, they're either on my neck or <gasps> oh they're Oh my, my gosh. Why don't you get one of those little strings, Joe? Like, <laughs> No. No. I can just see it now. The, the beaded one that like- Sorry. Do you know who Dr. Fleiss is? Do you uh, remember, you've heard I of him. I think so. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay, like I'm our... father of Heidi. Yeah. 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 But-, but <laughs> You know, Heidi Feist and Dr. Feist, uh-huh. obviously, they're definitely connected there because there is that whole entire history <laughs> of, his, of his family. But I will say this. We, when uh, our children were born, he was there. What's the first doctor that you have? Pediatrician? Yes. Mm-hmm. For both of my children. Mm-hmm. And he was the most, he was the kindest doctor I think mm. I've ever had in my entire life that, that I was in contact with. And what I remember about him, just one example, and I've talked about him on the show before when we went surfing together. God bless you. This show is life. There was <laughs> two sneezes right there. Sorry. Um, what I remember about him was Nate, Nate my son, uh, wasn't walking right away. Mm. And he was doing this commando crawl. Oh, nice. For a dun, while. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. yeah. <laughs> he was crawling around on the floor a lot. And he was either on his knees or crawling. And a lot of other people were like, you know, he's at... I forgot which age he was, but he was definitely at the point where other kids were walking mm. and, and, you know, other parents, uh, even a couple, another doctor mentioned, well, you know what, if he's doing that, all right. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm Are you okay? okay? Yes. Sorry. Are you, that's the third sneeze. I know. I think it's your allergies. affecting. <laughs> my allergies are affecting you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Continue. No, continue. but it, it, the, the point being was, is that he was such a, a great guy in the sense that I remember we went there and we were, of course, the concerned parents. Mm-hmm. Our son's not walking. What should we do? Yeah. And, and certain people are saying he need to have these braces put on him, like on his mm. legs, and, and that he might need some therapy and everything. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. He just looked at Nate, and he said, well, your son is you know, going to be a big guy, and his head right now, there's a lot of weight. Oh, wow. So think, so think about it. And I'll remember this. He goes, so you guys want to see him walk? And we go, yeah. He goes, okay. And he put Nate in one corner of this little teeny office. And then Fleiss, and the reason that we got to the story, he used to have the the band that you're talking about yeah. connected to your readers. Yeah. But he would get these special ones made by, I think, other, uh, you know, children. They would they they would make these special like beaded ones. Yeah. And, like it looked like macaroni around on a string. Right. You know, and painted, connected Aww. to his eyeglasses, and yeah. all the kids loved it. They would they would reach towards them and they would just really like it and want to grab it. So he went on the other side of the room. And Karen and I were sitting there, and he says, hold on to him. Karen holds on to Nate. He goes, stand him up. 
stands Nate up, and then he, he goes, okay, let go of him. And then he grabs the glasses thing on the end of his thing, and Nate sees it and just starts walking no right over to No way. Yeah, and it, and it was like a magic trick. That's incredible. And then what he said to us was, like, well, look, though, as he's walking, though, he's having you know a little bit of trouble getting the balance in because he's, his head's a little yeah. bit bigger than the rest of his body right now. <laughs> it yeah. will catch up. But I always remember that moment of that fear that all of us as parents have that y- you, you've had your first son, your first daughter, and, and like we talked about last week, uh, basically it's your first time rolling down this, this, this whole thing of parenting yep. and when will he walk? When will she talk? When, you know, all these things. And obviously there are situations that, that are concerning, but this was one of those that with a doctor just going, you know what, give it time. It will all come together. Yeah. And not trying to rush it. Right. Sure. No, yeah. that was really great. I mean, yeah. I'm so impressed. Yeah. He was is he super... still practicing or is No, he, he passed away passed. about three years ago. Oh, wow. Went to his funeral in LA. Oh. It was packed. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I'm sure he's, you know, touched many lives. Oh, my with gosh. All those oh, my gosh. Kids he's helped. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's good to be in here. Rad Parenting. Uh, today we've got um, a show that I think really reflects the last five days that I've had. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, no, when we left off, uh, I had just I had just getting ready to go out on the road, went up to San Francisco, went down to La Jolla. Um, I had shows in Ontario. We uh, were in Hollywood on Friday night. Last night we were down in Newport Beach, and now I leave for Denver. And and it, I, I was kidding with you when you got here that the only thing I've drank for the last five days feels like coffee or, or alcohol. Like I've Because we've just been on this schedule. Yeah. You know, and and what was great, and on the road schedule, which on is a whole different—that's a whole different animal than just like a day, to, regular day to day schedule. Absolutely, and uh, you know, for everyone that came out to the shows, thank you guys so much. For everyone that's bought the record, thank you so much. I think like right now we're we're number four on the iTunes nice. comedy chart. Good for you. How crazy is that? That's amazing. It's crazy, but the thing that I I I kind of came with came to the 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 show with today was something that you and I were. I was talking to you outside, and you're like, "That's a good idea," because it was a real question I wanted to ask you. Was so the the whole idea of sleep? Mm-hmm. I I just know with my moods, it it fluctuates. I can tell when I'm in a like if I start looking like at people and I, ideas of my day, and I start getting real negative. I'm 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 at a point in my life where I'm like, oh. That's because I haven't slept for two nights. Uh-huh. I haven't slept for three nights. Yeah. I'm out on the road. I'm eating bad food. All these things yeah. are factoring in. So with our kids, that has to you know obviously apply, and we all know that. Mm-hmm. My question to you is: So when I rolled into town uh, this week, I did uh, Friday night at the Improv. Both my son and daughter came to the show. It was amazing, and we didn't roll out of there until after midnight. Sure, and we were you know we they have a restaurant there, so after the show. Everyone's hanging out at the restaurant, having some food, just celebrating. The record's out, high-fiving. That was on Saturday. Well, then we rolled into uh, – sorry, that was on Friday. Uh, Nate, who's 12, up with us you know, until we got probably home 1230, right? Yep. Now, that's not a regular night for him yep. to go to bed, but we were like, okay, you know, here it's, it's a celebration. Dad's record came out. Yeah. Saturday rolled around, and I had another show, and they all came to that. Sunday night rolled, and it was the final show of this whole weekend uh, down in Newport Beach, and they mm-hmm. all rolled to that. So during Sunday afternoon at this point, of course, he's saying, I'm not tired. I feel great. But I'm like, dude, you got to take a nap. You got you to make this happen. You got to make that happen. And at a certain point, Karen said to me, Joe, of course, he's in the mood that he's in Yeah. because this the payback for the last three nights of us you know, going out and making this thing happen for you. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, it really hit home 
how important a schedule is, but also I have to ask you how sometimes that schedule is just unrealistic. You, and, are you and, talking specifically with regard to sleep? I'm talking about with sleep. Okay. You know, the, what I'm not talking about is, you know, the morning routine that you have yeah. during school. But I guess what I'm saying is I, I, I understand that sleep is so important and I know that. But I also want to throw out on the table because I know some parents listening are just on that schedule to a T. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I've gotten stink eye from other parents. <laughs> You know what stink eye is? I do. Yeah. I am familiar. Okay. And I know some parents listening to the show right now are are are, are... hardcore routine parents. Yes. And I respect them. Mm-hmm. But I also feel our listeners are similar to us in the sense that that stink eye might not exist in the sense of like, all right, it was a special event. That's cool that you did that. But I feel how important is sleep? This is the big question. When your kids are 12. Mm-hmm. And sixteen, like I, 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 mm-hmm. I guess I was under the assumption, like okay, well, the the kind of toddler aspect of you know what I was going through Sunday mm-hmm. with with Nate, like he was seriously just bombed and grumpy yeah. and saying crazy things, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, dude, did you just give me the middle finger right there? Like, you yeah, know, I mean, he didn't yeah. do that, yeah, but yeah. There, but then I guess the whole idea of the show is, is that as as parents, when they're toddlers, mm-hmm. you really do believe. Whoa, we're going to be on a schedule. We got to make sure everyone gets their sleep. But as they get into the teenage years, I know that sleep's important, but I didn't realize how much it factors in. Yes. So with all of that said, I kind of want to just dive in right there. Okay. Of just the sleep, the idea of sleep, still so important. Absolutely. And and what anybody who has uh, an adolescent child, you've probably already recognized that. So this is a, a sort of second really a profound, accelerated time of growth on many levels, further brain development, overall body, you know, they had boys spring up a little later, girls are definitely growing, you know, uh, they actually need a lot of sleep. And I can tell you, like, just so parents understand what we're talking about here, you to have numbers? a point of reference, I do have some numbers. So um, for one to two-year-olds, recommended is 11 to 14 hours a night. Three to five-year-olds, 10 to 13 hours a night. So that kind of encompasses those younger years where most of us are aware that our kids need a lot of sleep. They're going through a lot of growth, and uh, and so we need to factor that in. Ages six to 13, which frankly is a much broader age range than I would have used, but nine to 11 hours. And I would say the younger they are, the higher the, on the, they're on the higher end of that. And it could really be, I mean, for I think... Yeah, I just let's just say nine to eleven minimum, and then for fourteen to seventeen year olds, eight to ten hours a night. Okay. Okay. So, the way that I think about sleep is much the same way as I think about nutrition. And so, what you do with uh, nutrition most of the time. So let's just say eighty to ninety percent of the time, what you're eating, what you're drinking. Um, that is going to be reflected in your overall wellness, your energy, your skin, all of those things. I think that the very same thing applies to sleep. Um, it's and to, and to your point about like getting the stink eye from like super regimented parents, I would describe myself as definitely a routine parent, but I'm also very aware, and sometimes I've learned this the hard way, that there has to be room for flexibility. 
um, in part because, you know, just in the day to day, like this is a, an example. If we use the food analogy, you know, I would say, do you want your kid to be eating a cupcake every single day? Mm, I'd recommend no. But does that mean that if they have a birthday party or a kid has a birthday party at school that they shouldn't have what I refer to as celebration food? No. I mean, I personally believe that that should be a treat that they're allowed to have. Generally speaking, we want to monitor our kids' sugar intake though. So the same thing with sleep. In this particular case, you were dealing with a celebratory context. And so the fact is most of the time, most days of the week, let's say six days a week, Nate needs to get as much sleep as possible. And he falls into the, so let's just say he probably needs about 10, nine to 10 hours you're saying, a night. You're saying nine to 10 right there. And I'll tell you this right now, when I was looking at that, it drifted, it, I just drifted into the regular week. He, you know, getting him to go to bed and get that nine to 10 hours of sleep right. is super, super hard. I mean, how do you, you know, give me an, you know, the battle that you get sometimes yeah. with kids Yeah, so we to need bed. to chat about that. And I love, I love the parents that love to tell me, well, my son, my daughter, they just, they just go right to bed at eight o'clock and they have no problem with that. And I, and I, and I, and I go, A, I'm super jealous inside. Uh, but then there's a part of me, I was like, well, that's, that must be nice for you. That, right. That your child actually <laughs> listens to you. Right. Because the last time my child listened to me. He was know, two. Yeah. It, you <laughs> know, and I, my kids listen to me, but when it comes to something like that, there, mm-hmm. there is that battle. We've talked about the battles here mm-hmm. on the show, what you're going to pick, what you're not going to pick. But I do feel that that battle is something that is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just sidebar really quick for the parents that are listening and they have that battle I have, mm-hmm. you know, and not for the little five to six-year-olds. I'm saying like a 12-year-old, yes. a 13-year-old. How okay. do you battle that? Okay. So first of all, ideally you have, and I don't think it's ever too late, but you have set a routine when they are younger. It's really, really critical. Not only that they're getting enough sleep, but the ease with which you get them into bed, just like any other routine that you create. You know, if you teach your kids early on that after they play with toys, they need to put their toys away and they don't move on to the next thing, you do that enough times, even if it's a battle at first, and it will start to settle in and they will start to do it automatically. They will understand that that's the expectation and it'll become a quote unquote routine behavior. So the the same applies with sleep. And we've done a show before on sleep training or sleep learning, whichever you want to call it, which can start as young as four months. So if you are a parent listening and you don't yet have adolescent children, the sooner that you can build a routine in their younger less challenging years. And I say less challenging in the sense of like, we've established, most of us know that the adolescent years are all about becoming an individual and really pushing back against your parents and asserting your individuality and all of that. So it's a very difficult time to create a routine when their natural inclination is like, screw you. Like, I want to do my own thing. You're not going to tell me what to do, whatever, which only gets worse until they're, you know, through their teen years. So it's it's really essential the sooner than later to start a routine. Uh, In terms of um, how to get, because I think it's important to talk about, well, how do you not just create a routine, but how can you support your children in being able to go to sleep relatively quickly. And that's also connected to the routine. Now, before I say the word routine one more time, let me just say, for those of you listening out there who are, you know, maybe running your family like you're in the military, while I, as a routine person, have, you know, great appreciation for, you know, schedules and so on, 
We also have to remember that our goal as parents is to prepare our children for the world outside and for real life. And the fact is there's too many different elements um, and factors and people in the world that we interact with on, on a daily basis. And I think it sets our kids up to sort of short circuit when everything isn't running like a you know super tight ship. And more importantly, I think that it makes it difficult for our children to have a certain degree of independence in making decisions on their own. I have heard children and adults alike talk about their inability to make a decision for themselves, to speak up for themselves, and so on, because somebody's always been making those decisions for them. So I think we need to keep that in mind. I love that point that you just made right there because you really, first of all, you're making me feel great because my kids are totally going to be able to deal with like, I've been up all night. I don't know what to do. I got to go to school. We've uh-huh. probably leaned further on, you know, if, if you're on the right and, and, and then I'm on the left, I feel like you and I both are kind of meeting right there in the middle because we, we've had this schedule when they were younger, mm-hmm. but as they go into their teen years, that schedule has just changed. Uh, for the parents out there with teenagers, you know what I'm talking about, which is the amount of homework my daughter has to do. Right. I, I walk by her, I'll come back from doing a comedy show and I'll walk in you know, the house 1130, maybe midnight, and she, I, I know that she's in there, the light's on, hey, what's up, honey? And she's just sitting there behind the mm-hmm. computer, she's got the you know books out, and I'm like, okay, we're not FaceTiming right now, are we? And she's kind of like, yeah, a little bit. I'm like, okay, but we're still doing the homework. Okay, here we mm-hmm. go. So there's that. She's working on that. And then on the other end, my son, 12, he'll be, he'll be crashed out at that point. So we've been, we've been obviously not keeping that. She's, she's staying up because she's got homework. Right. She's at a college prep school. Which let's she's make a, that another show in the near future. Just the, the, what, just potential detrimental effects of having kids that have these insane, like high school getting ready oh. for college schedules and, and also not getting sleep. Like, cause th- what we need to, we need to be really clear here. And I think this is the one thing that we can do in a slightly different way once our kids are in adolescence than when they're six and trying to explain to them the importance of sleep. Um, first of all, don't, don't do it when they're having a meltdown because they haven't had enough sleep catch them at a good moment when they've actually had a lot of sleep, and then reference that hopefully very recent in their memory feeling of what it was like when they felt out of control, really emotional, you know, ups and downs, you know, the whatever, freaking out on your parents, or maybe they have a fight with a friend, or just just helping them understand, because I think this is really important uh, in, again, in terms of that final or ultimate goal of raising uh, children who can go out into the world and make their own choices and understand what those choices are about. So with Nate, what I would do is like today, assuming he got better sleep last night or whenever he's kind of in a better state, is you say, dude, this is me being Joe. Ha. Dude. So one of the things I noticed was like- Bro. Yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> By the end of the weekend, with all this lack of sleep, because and I was so appreciative of you being at my shows and that meant so much to me, but I just wanted to point out to you, like, so you know, because I know, you know, like I want you to be your best and I know you want to be your best. Sleep is no less important than breathing and food and water for our bodies. And did you notice like how it impacted you and how much more difficult it was to move through the world when you hadn't had enough sleep? So that you're meeting them on a level where you're kind of guiding them to want to make that choice for themselves, as opposed to you're going to do this because I'm your dad or I'm your mom and I say so. Well, the thing that's great, even having this conversation right here, 
is it's really making me reflect on as much as I loved them coming to the shows and I loved him being there. Not so much with Chessa because she her sleep she didn't have the moments that he was having. Yeah. But I loved him being a part of it all. But it also made me realize like, hey, maybe you come Friday night, but you didn't need to come Saturday right. and Sunday. You right. know? And only only because not because he doesn't want to and not because I don't love having him there, but also it's like, hey man, you know, we pulled a one o'clock Friday night moment. Yeah. So chill. You're looking out for his well being. But I also I also love the fact that you're acknowledging that these events happen in our lives. Cause I know that there's, I know that we, you know, we've had connections with other families that, that would just look at us like, Oh my gosh, how would you even let your son or daughter stay up till one in the morning or, mm -hmm. or something like that? And I just feel that like, I love the fact that you touched on life is at some point going to have you up until one in the morning. Yeah. Life's going to have you up till two, three in the morning. Now look, when they're toddlers, okay, I don't think we have to have that life-changing or life moment of teaching right there. But I yeah. do feel as you go into your teen years that those experiences happen. And also um, giving your son or daughter the moment that you're talking about right now where you can have the conversation later on. Hey, man. When you did stay up like that, you remember how you felt? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm going to need right. sleep. Right, because they receive that differently. They're not on the defensive when when you're having a, a real conversation with them like a human being and you're encouraging them to invest in their own well-being. Like, I want to see you making this decision for yourself because you understand that it is in your best interest. You're going to be better tomorrow. Now, the other whole piece here is there's some parents who are really trying to be on routine and they're having a hard time just getting their kids to sleep. And I think we need to chat about that piece. Absolutely. So there are a number of things that you can do uh, and it, it is sort of routine oriented again, to, to creating a bedtime routine that absolutely should, uh, you know, adjust and adapt as our kids are getting older, but establishing a routine that gives them some lead up time, which is essentially wind down time. So when they're little, you know, most babies, you know, we're, we're bathing them every single night because they've been in, you know, dirty diapers on and off through the day. And, but that, the, that bath is not just about getting them clean. It's part of a sort of nightly ritual and routine that helps to calm them so that it will be easier for them to go to sleep. Um, we've talked before with the sleep training or sleep learning, how important it is to have that ideal window when you are helping your kid wind down, because if you don't catch them in that window, so let's just say for, you know, younger, younger people, it might be like, they need to start winding down by seven o'clock and they're in bed by eight. Because if all of a sudden it's eight thirty or nine and you're thinking in your head, well, you know, if they're tired now, they'll be even more tired by nine 30 and then they're going to go down hard. No, what will happen is they will get a, a resurgence or a second like hit. Second of, win. A second win, which is essentially um, a new hit of cortisol. So their body gets really tired, but they're seeing that, you know, their brain is like, oh boy, but I guess we're supposed to keep going. Okay. Call in the, the, the reinforcements and you get another hit of cortisol cortisol and all of a sudden your kid is running around like a crazy person and you are like, what do I do now? For everyone that's listening right now, you can definitely check out the sleep training show that we did. I don't know the episode number ahead of me, but you just go on iTunes and you can see it. It's uh, I, I know it's in the top 20 shows right there that we did. Uh, and um, the woman that came on that actually wrote a book about- Yeah, Jennifer. How, mm -hmm. it, what was her name again? Jennifer Wahlberger. There you go. 
Great, great woman. book. Yes. A great book. Yeah. And that was a really popular episode. So definitely check out the sleep training episode because it talks about everything that Anae is touching base on right here. Because everyone thought the same thing. Hey, if they're super, super tired, then that means they'll sleep great. No. And I learned right there something that I wish I would have known when my kids were super, super young, that this second wind kicks in. Yeah. Now I understand why I'm up at 11 o'clock and they're <laughs> up now and everyone's up and they're never going to sleep. And then everyone, everyone's just off schedule. Right. Off schedule. So, you know, just to go full circle here, I think today what I learned and what I learned this weekend that I just wanted to share with everyone on the show was even though my son's 12, my daughter's uh, 15, they're both about to turn 13 and then 16, so there's that three-year gap right there, is that I missed the schedule this weekend. And as much as I always say I fought authority my whole life and now I am the authority, that that's a perfect lesson of me like just almost me giving the stink eye to schedule. Like, I'm not going to apply the schedule into into our life because right now we don't need to because they're old enough. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm letting you guys know. I was totally <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but but what a wonderful opportunity and a teachable moment for you to now address Nate, not as a little kid telling him what to do, but helping him understand his body and how it works we so had he that, can make that choice. We had that talk on the way to school today. Awesome. Because he awesome. got a great sleep last night. So he was when he woke up, I was just like, you know, it wasn't a it, we because you know we we always talked about this on the show, and that's one of the things I love is that I've I, I just this last week I met parents, and it's it's a trip. They'll they'll like they'll they'll say rupture repair. Nice. Like I met this dude at the punchline, and he's all rupture repair. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! And I was awesome. like, I'm like, this sounded like a metal band. Like yeah, rupture. That would be a good. <laughs> we've come up with so many band names on so this many. show. It's crazy, but but it's funny because he had heard you say about that. And, uh, and it was super, super cool. That's awesome. Go ahead. Okay, so so the first thing is, so just to make sure, because I want to make sure we don't leave without people having action steps that they can take. So the first thing is, yes, ideally early routine, sleep training, yada, yada, um, and, and becoming aware. So as they get older, so part of that routine is the wind down period of time. Maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's an hour. You may have to observe your child and see what that lead time needs to be. That can include bathing, it can include a story, you know, teeth brushing, jammies, anything that starts to feel like it'll, they'll start to become, the routine will start to become a brain prompt for your child in that routine. Like, oh, okay, we can start to wind down now because this is our nighttime routine. Anything that provides stimulus, sugar, um, big exercise, like jumping up and down on the trampoline. Again, you might think, wow, that'll wear them out. Nope. It's going to be a resurgence of energy. Um, video games, screen time, anything that's going to be stimulating the brain is what we want to stay away from. And things that are going to help to soothe and calm and wind down are the things that we want to do in that 30 to 60 minute period. Yes. So far, everything you just said right there applies to us as parents. Awesome. Yes. I can I tell you right now? Uh-huh. Uh, seriously, get re- the screen time uh th- that cutting that out before I go to bed has changed my whole sleep routine. Yep. I didn't realize that just the uh, blue light and all of that going on from my phone or yes. from checking a couple of emails before I go to bed triggers your eyes to think that it's morning time yes. again. So then it gets you get that shot of adrenaline again, where you that's why you're laying in bed with a million thoughts in your mind. So yes, that exactly. applies to parents. Okay, okay so going. that's really important. Um, the second thing in, and is that if you have been working on a routine and your kid's pretty good and all of a sudden he or she is going through a period where they are having difficulty sleeping, I, I, this is really important that we check in, check in with your child because it could be that this kid who's been a good sleeper is 
suddenly dealing with something that's anxiety causing. It could be bullying at school. It could be uh, struggling with academically. Um, it could be anticipating, you know, something to do that's social or whatever. And you want to check in with him or her because it, you need to support them. We need to support our kids and give them tools to be like, oh, okay, well, let's talk that through for a minute and figure out what we can do with that tonight and how we're going to address it tomorrow. But know that I've got you. We're going to deal with it in the morning so that kid's mind is not racing and the adrenaline's not cranking because they're afraid or anxious. Okay. So, and then the um, third one, the third one is to help give your child self-soothing um, techniques. This is really important and it's totally in line again with my, my um, philosophy of parenting in doing things small and large to help our kids be independent. So it could be like a little mantra they have before bed. For my daughter who does, my little one does tend to struggle a little bit with some anxiety, like whatever she's anticipating the next day, she has her little mantra is, I'm strong, I'm healthy, and I'm safe. I'm strong, I'm healthy, and I'm safe. Because any fear she has from a bad dream or, you know, who's gonna, where's everybody going to be in the house while I'm falling asleep, like anything that helps her to just feel safe and calm. And so giving your child, maybe it's a meditation before bed, again, the book reading, whatever. But those things are really important because that will help your child when you're not around, because we can't always be around, to develop a sense of confidence in themselves and independence that... I don't always have to rely on mom and dad to help me go to sleep. I can do this on my own. I got to ask you this question because I do know that you have a daughter that's 21. Uh -huh. Have these techniques gone on with her as she's become an adult? 100%. It really, really is amazing. Like this little, you know, I have this like great little lab that I, that just sort of organically exists. But so my older daughter, all the routines from her childhood, including like when she wakes up, she makes her bed first thing. Um, even like three days ago, we were having a conversation. She was having like a total meltdown day. And the next day she said, mom, I have to make sure that I get enough sleep because the minute that I go two days in a row without having enough sleep, she goes, I just feel like I'm melting down. I didn't have to say anything. And I probably wouldn't have anyway, unless she was being, you know, unruly with me and I felt like she was crossing a line, but it was really powerful for her to have had that foundation and then be able to, as an adult go, oh yeah, totally screwed that up. I can't do that anymore because I don't like melting down like that and feeling like I can't handle anything. You know? I love you saying that right now because it really gives all of us, the parents that are listening to the show and, 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 and me as well sitting here because my, my kids are younger than your oldest, mm -hmm. that wow, it really can work out and they can really take these lessons and, and what we're trying to help them learn as little people and take them on to uh, their know, adulthood, to, which is the adulthood. goal. That's that. the goal. And you know what else that made me realize too doing this show? What? Why our tagline is called She's the Expert, He's Not. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, like, I was like, you, that's why we do this show because you're the expert and I am so not. Uh, I got to thank you so much for uh, pulling all of this together uh, in such a short span because we were literally having coffee yeah. outside. And we were going to do a show, you guys, dedicated to an email um, from a woman that basically has two identical <laughs> twins. And it was called, Hats Help Me her. Get These Babies Off My Tatas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read that email next week. It was great. Got to thank everyone for uh, all of the emails. Please keep them coming. 
uh, we love getting them. And you know what? It really, really helps us pull together shows that you guys want to hear. As much as you know, it's Anae and Joe coming in here and talking about the topics. We want we want it to be driven by you guys. This is this is your show. This you're the community that listens. And I really, really want you to know. Do not hesitate. Uh, it's Rad Parenting at gmail.com. Super, super simple. Uh, radparenting at gmail.com. Hit us an email. And uh, keep those texts going too. Parenting uh, uh, to the number 313131. And that gets you guys all the information on shows, uh, what's going on, different topics, and just keeping you in touch that way. Oh, uh, do we? will they be able to, will, will our listeners outside of LA be able to listen to the live radio show that we're going to do in a couple well, weeks? Well, you know, check it out. That's a little bit of an announcement uh, on May 12th. Uh, we'll be and we'll be giving you guys more information. You'll be able to stream Anaya and Joe doing Rad Parenting on KABC. It'll be on the evening eight to ten o'clock that Friday night. And, and we're taking we can take calls we right can take with calls. questions. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you guys can listen uh, from all over anywhere that you can listen to uh, the show on the internet. You'll be able to hear us live, and it's the first time that Anaya and I will actually be doing a live show together. This is something that we've talked about doing, and KABC hit us up uh, a while ago and said, "Hey, can you guys come in and?" Uh, basically do a live show. We're going to have some guests on it. I got a feeling possibly if we can, we'll get Dr. Suzanne. In nice. There. That'll be but fun. Um, yeah, you guys can give us a call. It'll be more of a live um, opportunity for you guys to uh, anything that you have on your mind that night, you'll be able to call us. Awesome. So that's May I'm 12th looking forward to it. on KABC in LA, but I'll give you more information next week as well. Uh, anything else in there you want to add? I think that's it, and we should. I mean, we should also text out that information with the uh, for people that have absolutely te- have sent the word parenting to thirty one thirty one thirty one. We will give you all the information so you can tune in and ask us questions, which to me I think is kind of the best part. Yeah, because it'll make us look super super cool if you guys start <laughs> if you guys start calling because they've already said to me they're like we're not expecting any call. I don't know why I'm making them sound like Spicoli, but like. <laughs> The guy that runs it was like, we're not expecting any calls. You know, we just want you to come in and do your thing. And I was like, Friday night, 8 to 10. But uh, it'd be pretty cool if you guys called up because I would just love to hear your guys' voices. Yeah, if you're home with the kids anyway. The only anyway. thing I know, and I said guises again. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you hate when I say guises. It's not a word. It's not a word, is it? No, it's not a word. What just am I trying are. to say? Just say your. But what People- am I saying? Well, I don't know because <laughs> I don't know. I think what it is is people. My God, this is a total sideboard by bar. But people think that just saying "your" in the English language, "yours" is both singular and plural. All you need to do is say "your." Like you know, if if you're not doing anything, which could mean you singular or you and your entire family. Okay, I I lost you. You don't need to say guises. It's just an unnecessary word. Okay, I totally drifted off, and for a second I was like. I <laughs> For Please a second make right her there, stop. Yeah, for a second right there, I started drifting off, and I go, God, I wonder what the surf's like today. Like for like one second, I seriously thought I might go. Surfing. That's why you still say guys's Joe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Anae and I. Uh, my name is Joe Sib and Anae Boke, and we're out of here. Late.